0: Yeah, Wayne, this was awesome. Seriously, you were this is really well done and really well researched. I was really impressed. I, was, I appreciate it.
1: I, I was like, I have to have my my shit together if I'm going to talk to this guy. So thank you. So <laughs> oh,
0: that's that's very kind. This is Matt Bouchelle, and you're listening to the Wayne Holtz podcast.
1: Hey, Waniacs, welcome back. Thank you for all of your positive feedback on the podcast the last few weeks. You know, if you want to support the show, the easiest way is to share with your friends and fam and to give us those five star reviews on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Those five star ratings help me to get great guests like the gentleman that is joining us today. I really love sharing my quarantine finds. People I've discovered online that have entertained me with their work through the solo times of 2020 and beyond. This content creator was my go-to for comical and perceptive takes on everything happening in the world. Hot off the heels of his 2021 album, I Felt Insane. I welcome comedian, composer, and the coolest guy in the room because he is a writer on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I welcome Matt Buchel. Hello.
0: Hello. Thank you for having me. That was a very sweet intro. Thank you
1: for that. You're very welcome. It's an honor. Um, Before we get started, why don't you tell the people where in the world you're calling from and what is your environment right now?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I am calling in from New York, New York, and my environment is my living room slash workspace where I write and play music and spend the majority of my day.
1: And that's where you spent the majority of your time, well, I'm sure pretty much all of your time during quarantine and, you know, the year of 2020, which is when I, I found you. And so tell me what it was like, because I, I really I've told a lot of people this and this is just my outside perspective because I have friends and, and such in New York, is that I feel like New York almost went through a different version of... Um, quarantined than uh, a lot of the country or more to say it was just so extreme because of everyone being so close together and so confined so just give me a quick little run through of how that was for you and how it was being in your apartment and kind of just like going into this creative you know whirlwind of just pushing out content daily yeah sure um are you in la can i ask you that where are you i'm in san antonio texas right now San Antonio. Okay. So that, yeah, that's a whole, is that where you were during the pandemic? Uh, half LA, half here.
0: Half LA, half Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So New York was, um, yeah, I think we were like the first major city to really experience it as bad as it got. And, um, It it was, yeah. I think you nailed it with it It was the density of it here. Like there were just people all around all the time. So like even leaving the front door of my apartment before I even got outside, I felt like I had to be like masked up, and it was all very claustrophobic. But I spent the entire thing here, and I found uh, a lot of peace and a lot of uh, like guidance in just making stuff. And I was just trying to be as prolific as I could because I didn't really have anything else to do, and there wasn't a lot of work going on. And I just, I didn't set out to, like, use this moment to, like, you know, have a breakout moment or anything. I just, I, I always like making things, funny things, songs, all kinds of stuff. And I thought, what well, better time to do it than when we're all at home looking at our phones all day and looking for interesting things and stuff to share with friends. And I, I, I didn't set out to, like, uh, like, I mean, I didn't purposely think I was, like, helping people, but... You're like you're 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 one of a handful of people that have said that even recently of like that my stuff really helped them during the pandemic. And that's very nice because I I don't know. I just was sitting around my apartment trying not to lose my mind like everyone else. And so the fact that anything I made was helpful is uh, that's nice. That makes me feel good.
1: Sometimes, when you're in that kind of like delusional state, you come up with the best stuff. And I definitely uh, think <laughs> yeah. that, you know, you hit at a great time. Of course, you know, we were a captive, as as you said, you were creating before, but I feel like you were just like on such a roll that I, you know, I, every day I was checking, like, what's this, what has he got to say about this and that? And, oh. you know, I just, uh, you know, you're the creativity, creativity is very real. So, you write a lot of music and you write mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that um, can you know, has a very strong point of view, is very perceptive to the world, um, but also can be very beautiful um, at a time. Like, how do you take writing songs that are, um, m- you know, humorous, but in the same way beautiful and maybe a little bit unconventional, kind of molding those worlds? Oh, gosh. That's um, well,
0: really complimentary. I appreciate that. I, are, is there a specific song or something you're thinking of in particular about?
1: You know, I'm kind of just thinking I'm about... I think of... Yeah, you know, it's really even the one um, about the why are people, why are billionaires going to space and and, oh, and stuff like <laughs> sure. that, you know, are are just kind of like, you know, it, it, it gives me that like nice euphoric feeling of being like at a Broadway show, but also is like cracking me up at the same time, you know, it has a lot of. A lot of heart <laughs> a lot of hearts to that I guess you know what I was really thinking is because I write music myself and and so i, I a know. lot of mine is has a lot of like humor and stuff in it, and I like that about myself and then I got that kind of from like lady gaga and I just noticed that a lot sure, in your, sure. I noticed that a lot in your work that you weren't you weren't scared to like you know write a song that maybe isn't uh, like a radio song, you know it's has mm-hmm. a lot of has a lot of thought to it.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, I guess, yeah, to, to answer that question, I guess I, I, I've been playing music longer, way longer than I've been doing comedy. Uh, and I, it's always been, you know, a big passion of mine. And I have been trying over the past few years to find more and more ways to combine music and comedy in a way that's still interesting and not really cheesy or corny. And it doesn't always succeed. But sometimes uh, it, it's like I'm trying to find ways to to write very realistic songs and songs that you would repeat the phrases from or share them with your friends because you're like, oh, this is me. You know, And I think music can tie that in more because it can be catchy or it can be beautiful or it can be like something that gets stuck in your head forever. And I'm still trying to crack the code. I, I've had some success with music, but like, I think the person who really did it best and is now having the best career, I think right now is Lil Nas X. Uh, and I think that's kind of like, he's like the model, I think, for anyone that wants to do comedy and music or any, or just be a star, be like a pop star in the, in the highest sense. Like, cause he, you know, like Old Town Road was like maybe the biggest song in my lifetime. And like, <laughs> and like I don't, I think it shattered like a thousand records or something. Like it like broke every possible record that's ever existed. And it's largely like a comedy song, but it, it's good and it's really fun. And he's very charismatic. And now he's having like, I don't know if you've listened to his album but it's really amazing and it's just great great music and he also you know he just walks the line of doing like comedy so well too with his promotions and his music videos and um that that's kind of like like i know he's like god he's probably so much younger than me but it's like that's like i kind of look up to him in that way of like if i could find that blend of like comedy music like that that's the kind of stuff i'd like to be doing down the road whether it's for a musical or for you know radio or whatever it may be but yeah
1: did that help at all? I don't know if I. No, I know I love question. that. No, I love that, and also just reminded me that I really need, need to dive more into Lil Nas X. It's interesting because I, I know some of the songs, and then he's kind of just like uh-huh. this. Um, for me, like just viewing him, just physically and his art, like that he produces, the way he expresses himself, just in appearance. You know, I think it's so interesting, mm-hmm. and so I've kind of for some reason um, focused more on that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna really tap into the. The jams, um, and you speak about you know writing really about real life situations and or making songs real, which I I really like that take. Um, and we'll get to you know the Tonight Show later, but you know one of the songs that you wrote at the end of last year was uh, I watched it all for the Netflix commercial, and I mean there can't yeah, yeah. be anything more real than that than writing a jam about all the fucking television that we watched over <laughs> you know a year and a half. So wh- how did yeah. that come about? You you you. you know, composing that song and doing everything. And um, just tell me about that experience.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, It's like one of the, it's not to be dramatic, but it's probably one of the biggest breaks I've ever had in my life. And like, it all came at a time where uh, the pandemic was still very much happening, but in New York, at least it was kind of waning. And uh, I was, you know, my unemployment was running out. Oh, and I was like, I was like, I am in trouble. Like, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do in about a month. Like that's what, that was about the timeline I gave myself that I needed to find like immediate like temp work or something. And uh, a guy from Netflix DM'd me and uh, I don't know if I can say, Oh, it doesn't matter. I shot him out. He's, he's the best guy, Spencer Somers. Uh, he reached out to me and he said, you know, we're trying to do this big blowout music video Uh, do you want to do you want to write the song like we've been trying to crack it but we can't figure it out do you want would you want to like talk about doing it and so obviously I was like literally at my wits end my financial end I was like yeah let's do this and um, long story short I I, they had the idea of like a song about like how everyone sat at home watching Netflix Um, but other than that they really gave me free reign to go crazy with it so I came up with the hook of like we watched it all and uh, I watched it all and whatnot and I wrote the song. And about a week and a half later, they told me, uh, you know, we were thinking about like, booking like a big talent for this. But like, it doesn't really make sense with the perspective of the song. It'd be weird for like a super rich celebrity to be singing about like doing nothing. You know, (laughs) And they're like, it makes more sense for it to be like a regular guy. And they were like, then that's when they offered me the job to actually go out there and perform it for the video. And I was like, you know, obviously beside myself. And uh, so like a week later, I was on a plane out to LA to do that and spent a week out there shooting that with a great team of people. And it's like, it's something I'm very proud of, because it's like the pinnacle of what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like writing a song in my voice, and then the fact that I got to even perform it, like, it was a huge opportunity that they took, like a big chance they took on me really as a writer and a performer, because at that up to that point, You know, I hadn't really done anything like of that scale. So it was really, really cool that they trusted this huge production uh, in my hands. And and it was a blast. It was so, so, so much fun. So,
1: Well, I think they made a great choice with, you know, having you as the the face of it. And you did a great job, by the way. You know, it gave me the feels. Thanks. And um, I it definitely was... It was, it was a dynamic production. And how, do you, how does it feel yeah. to have some of your, have your ideas that I'm sure you have a lot of things floating around in your head, but having something that, you know, you know comes from you uh, having the backing of a, a big entity like Netflix in order to, you know, make it so grand. Like, what was that like? Yeah. Yeah. You're very, you're very like uh, perceptive
0: of this all. Like I, I'm very impressed. You're a great interviewer. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. Cause it was, it was like, a, that was one of the most surreal things about the whole experience was cause I mean, you're familiar with what I, what I do. And it's like a lot of it's just me holding an old iPhone in front of my face. <laughs> like it's not <laughs> high quality, you know, it's not high quality. And sure there's charm in that, but like, yeah, the, the first day, I'll never forget the first day driving up to the set. It was at like a, like a big, like, I don't know, like warehouse kind of set and uh, pulling up to the lot for that and seeing these like huge trucks with these giant set pieces. And I'm looking at these things and I'm looking at them closer and I'm like, oh, that's the piece from the, oh, that's the fake octopus. Oh, that's the, and I was like, oh, those are my lyrics. And people were bringing them in in like tractor trailers. And it was this feeling of like, it was crazy. I mean, I'll never forget. I will never forget that first day on set thinking like, holy shit. One, I can't believe they paid me to do this. Two, I can't believe they're paying all these people to be here working on this thing that I wrote in my bedroom. Like, it, like it was just, yeah, it was a pinch me moment. It was definitely like, I didn't know, you know, what was going to happen next. But at the time, it was just so like, I've died and gone to heaven. This is all I wanted to do. Like, it was, it was amazing. It felt really, really like, holy shit, I can't believe anyone would trust my ideas this much. But yeah, it was great.
1: I trust you, if you um, if I could buy Matt Buchel in stock, I would definitely be all in. You know what I mean? And <laughs> that's, that's
0: so very sweet. <laughs> Many financial advisors would tell you not be, but, <laughs> but
1: I appreciate I, it. I never listen to them. Um, but did they take yeah, you I'm to sure. that extra level of heaven? Like you did this big commercial for them, and I have to ask the cliche, but you know, the question that I'm sure everyone is thinking did you get a free subscription to Netflix for being in that? <laughs>
0: no you know they didn't they didn't give me one not enough not even <laughs> I gotta ask them about that not even
1: like a month no, I didn't even get
0: any merch
1: <laughs> wow no okay. I should
0: have uh, I should have went in I should have went in on that I should have tried to uh, start an email after the project came out, put some people on it no I, I'm Netflix is one of those things I've had in my life for so long and I have no idea how I don't know who's logging have at this point and that's right. and I'm just coasting the don't yeah maybe believe well, that out <laughs> no, okay saying. yeah yeah
1: no listen we're all borrowing from someone or our cousin or blah 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 okay yeah, they didn't exactly. give you the subscription but that's okay it was still a pinch me moment and um we are going to get into another pinch me moment which is you now working on the tonight show as a writer and we'll get it all into all of that um right after this break see you in a second you never know Who'll show up to the Wayne Holtz Podcast. Really happy to be here on your podcast, thank you. Rock goddess, Nina Diaz. You know, first of all, it begins with having the passion. Having the passion for the music. TV host, author, And a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, don't forget that. Of course, Ross. And celebrity big brother contestant, Ross Matthews. When you reached out to me and asked if I'd be on your podcast, it was a no-brainer. I love people who create and contribute, and that is you. It is so nice to talk to you. Cool conversations with people we want to know more about. Hey guys, this is Chris Booker, and you're listening to the Wayne Holtz Podcast. This is J.D. Sampson,
0: and you're listening to the Wayne Holtz Podcast. This is Perez Hilton, and you
1: are listening to the Wayne Holtz Podcast. Listen to The Wayne Holtz Podcast free now on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and at TheWayneHoltz.com. You are back on The Wayne Holtz Podcast. We are talking to Matt Bouchelle, comedian, composer, and now writer on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon as of a few months ago. bitch, you better work. <laughs> yeah, I, and
0: I am. I'll tell you that much.
1: That's the tea. I know you have a lot of assignments to get to today even um <laughs> I'm, I'm sure for the show, so thank you for taking the time, let us keep you from it. But I t- uh, so that whole experience which, you know, it is legendary. The Tonight Show in itself is um oh. iconic um you know, with even just from the host from over the years, it's been around for so long from Steve Allen, Johnny Carson, Jay Leno, Conan, mm-hmm. and as, as of 2014, Jimmy Fallon. Um, what was the lead up to getting that job? And um, tell me about your day, like for the first time walking onto that set. Sure. Um, the process was very quick. It was very very fast
0: and it was very unexpected um i've i've submitted to right there in the past and you know to mixed results and uh i i have you know i've always been a huge fan of late night television in general uh, i just grew up watching you know the tonight show and then late night i was watching jimmy Fallon on late night when i was in college i was a big fan then and uh, i was a big fan of letterman when i was younger and conan and uh, other other hosts but so, like, it's, it's been a dream to work in late night as a writer, and this, this kind of came out of nowhere. I, I was, you know, kind of approached by the show, and they were familiar with the Netflix video, and they, you know, they kind of, from the day they reached out to me to the day I started working there, it was about a week process. Like, it took about a week, and it all moved very quickly, and it was exciting, but it was so shocking,
1: you know. I was almost like, I can't believe this is happening. And I imagine Jimmy just they, like, you know, just like stamping paper. Yeah, he'll work. Yeah, let's get him in. <laughs> I mean,
0: oh. it was. I mean, yeah. My meeting with him was very, like, very much like that. Like, it was, it was pretty much. Yeah, everyone's very excited and friendly, and it seemed like a great thing. And I just couldn't believe it was happening so quickly. And and I I dove right in, and and you know. It was kind of weird because I did start remotely, sort of, and we're still largely remote. But we 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 do go into the studio occasionally when we're producing certain segments. And um, but but one of my first big things there was I wrote this this uh, I co-wrote this song for Lynn Manuel Miranda and Jimmy to sing about the return of uh, Broadway, and it was a huge thing. And, and it was a crazy way to kind of start that job and dive into such a big project. But everyone there is like. Super supportive, super helpful. It's like a really good team of people. I I wish I could spend more time in person with all of them because so many of them are remote too. But, um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been a truly wild ride. And and every time you go into Thirty Rock to work there, I mean, it is like you know, it's easy to like get down sometimes about like oh my oh this is I'm working so hard or oh I'm stressed or whatever. But when you zoom out and like kind of go from like a thousand miles away and like look at it, it's like God, this is really exciting. Like I can't believe I get to walk into Thirty Rock and like write stuff that appears on the tonight show like it's it's a huge deal and it's 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 been a lot of fun so far I, i've only been there for about a half a year now and uh i'm hoping to be there a lot longer but right now it's just you know you go one week at a time and just try to keep cranking out good stuff it's it's been a wild ride though
1: um okay so two questions how do they like when you're walking through the the, the hallways of 30 rock like what is the mm-hmm. like vibe there as far as like the homage to history like I'm sure there's some great portraits around maybe a funny statue or something or is it like super classy super put together um and then you know I guess you haven't really been able to or not as much or since you're working remotely still some um been in that pitcher's room but how is that pitching how was it like first being in that quote-unquote pitch, pitching room and uh, shooting ideas out with your other writers and getting your feet wet? And yeah, so I guess those are my two questions.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. First question: it, it, Have you ever been to the building before? Have you ever, like visited New York and been in that area at all? I, I've been outside of it, not inside. Yeah, it's uh it's really beautiful. It's like it's uh, gorgeous architecture inside. It's a very nice building. It's got a very like classy feel to it. Um, and then you know they they they're not shy about their properties you know there's like seinfeld quotes and like friends quotes and stuff like that and all their late night hosts photos in the gift shop and stuff like that that. so it's like it's it's fun and you're just around everything you're you're in line to get your weekly COVID test and you could see someone who you know works on snl or something you're just like you're all in the building and you're always just aware of like oh yeah there's a lot of like really talented people in here that are all making cool things it's just something you're always kind of aware of when you're there which is what adds to the excitement and, and like makes you want to you know write good stuff and, and perform um it's just fun being around that energy like because i can i can get there at home i can like write funny stuff at home but nothing really compares like being in that environment where you're like oh i'm here it's time to do the job like it's time to make television it, it does like get you excited as dumb as that sounds <laughs> but um but yeah that's that's that first question and then um what's it like like a pitching and like working things out it's 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 unique. We're not like doing a ton of like big uh, like writer sessions because mm-hmm. we're all so remote right now. Like so we 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 will occasionally hop on Zooms and like riff things out and try to come up with the uh, you know punch up jokes for things that happen during the week. Um, but in, in general, a lot of the job is still relatively solitary. Like you're doing a lot of writing at home, and, and I'll collab with people. I'll write songs with people, and um, you know sometimes I'll go in on a pitch with someone, but in general, it's, uh, there's just so much turnaround every day that I think everyone's just kind of, you know, head down, get the work done, crank out some stuff and, uh, and then, and then repeat, you know, (laughs) it's just a lot of that, but, but when you're in the office, it's, it's a little different vibe. It is fun to be around people and and be bouncing off ideas and and chatting with people that way. But, um, but it's great because everyone, what was that? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going
1: to go ahead. Actually,
0: Oh, I was just going to say like, it's. It's fun, too, because like we're all I've never used Slack until this year. I've just never had like a job where I needed Slack. And it's kind of like I don't love Slack, but it's kind of fun that like everyone here is super like they want to help out or something. So everyone's very good about like, you know, you chat people throughout the day. Is this anything? Does this joke make sense? Or, hey, is this a good idea, you think? And everyone's really helpful with like shaping ideas, helping them get better. And I think that's why it's like a good environment is because people everyone wants everyone to succeed. You know what I mean?
1: and um i feel like you know no one wants everyone to succeed more than jimmy i have an um audience question here from berto in san antonio he asks uh, is it easy to make jimmy laugh he laughs at everything on the show and i would say my follow-up question would be like do you how do you know you've really hit the mark with him and, and you've know, worked with him on, on different songs and sketches like how do you know like okay jimmy like really likes this or do you not even get to chat with him before that actual the big presentation of the show
0: yeah it's not like i'm hanging out in the dressing room with him or anything of course <laughs> of like course. yeah he's 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 you know at the end of the day it's a well-oiled machine and everyone has their job of producing it and i don't i'll be in the room during rehearsals occasionally but um it's, you know, he, it's, that's, that's obviously exciting, like getting a good joke on or seeing like him react well to something you've written. it's always fun. You you want to do a good job. And, um, that's probably one of the, the most fun parts of the show is if you have a segment on that day is being there to watch, not just him deliver to see how he enjoys it, but to see like the audience react live is very, very fun. Um, but yeah, it is always rewarding to get like an extra, like, say you write a joke, that's got maybe a funny name in it. And then that ends up becoming something he riffs on. And it ends up becoming its own bit and you don't even intend that. It is kind of funny to see like, whoops, I probably should have picked a better name than that <laughs> name or something. <laughs> like, Cause now it's becoming its own thing. But that's, that's kind of the fun of it. Like just seeing, you know, someone read your words on television for an audience is kind of exciting. Cause you don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to not even like it and then it'll be cut and no one will ever see it again. Or will they love it and he'll love it. and It'll turn into a fun thing. It's, it's, it's the thrill of it all. and And, and the best part about a daily late night show is like, if like you have a day where you feel like ah, I just wasn't really I wasn't really firing on all cylinders it's like reset new day tomorrow you have to be very zen about it which I kind of like it's helped me not be so precious about my ideas and just try to make the best thing each day and then move on it's it's definitely helped my like mindset
1: yeah, I feel like that definitely would um, alleviate a little bit of anxiety when it comes to the creative process, and I love all of that. And so, if y'all, everyone listening, hey, Wayne make sure you are checking out the Tonight Show um, and the clips on YouTube, and just to see Matt's work, his words sung and read. Um, he definitely will um, shoot a post and. Clips and stuff whenever he has uh, segments on the show. So make sure you're following him at Matt Booshell on Instagram. Uh-huh. That's M A T T B O O S H E L L. I'll put all the links and stuff in the um, description. And is it the same on Twitter? Uh, yeah, it's the same on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Love that. And for that, and to check out his music, because you did just release uh, I Felt Insane, your latest album. Uh-huh. Last question before we let you go. Like, how has that reception been, and how was it to put out, the, you know, that nice album of solid work? Uh, yeah. Well,
0: thank you for bringing that up. Um, it's it's been good. I didn't have as much time with it as I would have liked. I, I do regret not being able to like really play a lot of like live shows with it, but that's okay. Like, it's a project that I did. Like, so while I was making all those like comedy videos and stuff last year, this was a project that I was working on, writing and recording during the pandemic. And I got it like ninety percent finished, and then uh, I got the job at Fallon, and I and I kind of had to shift gears and change my mindset on you know projects and things. You know, you shift your priorities, <laughs> so um, so it was. I was just happy to have it done this summer finally and get it out there because I, I really am proud of the songs, and uh, I would like to do something bigger with it one day. Maybe try to adapt it into some kind of play or, or stage production because I do think it's kind of theatrical and and uh, not as there's there's a little bit of a sense of humor to it, but it's not really comedy, but I think there could be a fun way to incorporate those songs into something bigger. and that's that's something I'm kind of shelving for now, but i'm I'm still thinking about pretty often. so
1: yeah, yeah, and and I feel like they're they're very pretty songs, a little haunting um with you know a you know a bit of levity. and so I like seeing and hearing that side of you so everyone make sure to be checking out all of that on streaming services following matt on all social media to keep up with everything that he's doing matt i appreciate your time so much
0: yeah wayne thank you this was really really nice i really really appreciate
1: you you're welcome, and I appreciate you. Everyone, I appreciate you to be making sure to share the podcast with your friends. The Wayne Holtz Podcast is on all streaming services. You're listening to it right now, so you know where to find it. Give us those five-star reviews. And just a little note to the Waniacs, One of my latest albums, Evility, is not up right now because I forgot to pay the bill. So if you go looking for um, my country album, just give me like a week, and it'll be back up. Um, but you can still find it on Bandcamp. And um, keep an eye out and an ear out Because we've got a lot more great guests coming up So we'll talk to you soon, Wayne Goodbye This episode was produced and engineered by Nick Shan When it comes to looks and smarts I'll give you five out of five kisses Every time I hear you mock I wish that I can be your missus to the occasion I'll